Here they come! Welcome to episode 27 of Effectively Speaking, the podcast that takes a look at some of the special effects sequences of film and television, be they classic, average or duff. I'm your host, Eric Moore, and today I'm joined by Alan Owen to discuss the first appearance of the Klingon Bird of Prey from Star Trek III, The Search for Spock. Why are we talking? I have a deal for you. Hello, Alan. Hi, Eric. How are you doing? I'm fine, thank you very much, sir. Yes, Good. and uh, here we go again with uh, uh, another Star Trek subject. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and I know from you know our last talk when the subject was the Corbomite maneuver. Uh, mm-hmm. You said on that that um, you know you preferred Next Generation over the original yeah. series. But where do you stand on the films? I think the films are great. I'll mm-hmm. be honest. Um, even even the dodgy ones, I actually quite like. Because um, it's meant to go in order, isn't it? There's there's the odds and the evens. That's right. The, yeah. The the even ones are the good ones, and the odd ones are the bad ones. I don't, you know, as as a sci-fi movie goes, even even the worst of them is actually a pretty good film. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I I, I kind of disagree with that. I've I, I've seen that before about you know the evens are the good ones. Um, yeah, I like two, um, and I like two. four. Yeah, um, but but three, three is actually my favourite. Three... Yeah, I mean that's one we can talk. About. I, mean, I think it gets a a bit of a bad deal, doesn't it? Mm. Um, I guess you know everybody was really jacked up with the wrath of Khan, and it was Khan was back, and you saw the reliant, and there was you know the big battles and all that sort of stuff, but. It sort of pushed down three, I think, and three was was actually a really good story. Mm, yeah. um, I mean, it was it was a bit hokey, I suppose, with the finding the regenerated Spock and all the rest of it. But th- that aside, the rest of the story is actually a pretty good story. Yeah. Yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, you know, uh, they had to do that. They had to bring back Leonard Nimoy. So, you know, Absolutely. that was a yeah. that was yeah. a necessity. But as you say, if you ignore that and look at the rest of the story, I, I, I think it's a cracking film. Yeah. Um, and you've got some of the better special effects in it as well. Well, I mean, yeah. Um, oh, sorry, I've forgotten the guy's name who played um, Khan. Oh, he's, he's, Ricardo um, Montalban. That's it. Yeah. He's a pretty cheesy actor, you know. It's you know with the plastic chest and the rest of it. Christopher Lloyd in this, and I'm sure we'll come to it. He he really nails it as the the Klingon commander. Um, right, right, so, okay. Yeah. Here we go. Right, talking about nailing things. I'm nailing my colours to the post here, right? And this okay. might be heresy with with, with with some of our our listeners, and I do apologise. Star Trek Two. I like Star Trek Two. It it's good fun, but yeah, there's just I don't. Right, here we go. I, I, I love the TV series. <laughs> go because, for it. Go on, right, go for here it. we go. I love the TV series, the original TV series, because it's an it's an action science fiction adventure series with characters that we like. Right? Yeah. Star yeah. Trek 2, 
after Star Trek 1 was always going to look fantastic after Star Trek 1 that horrible plot of a film right so we've got the characters that we like fine they're back that's fine right we've got Ricardo Montalbán you know just you know hamming it up okay that's all right that's fine we do have action from time to time but not the action that I thought we would get being the first genuine Star Trek movie, a continuation of the TV series. You've got two mm. spacecraft that are facing off each other uh, against each other, but they're not really because the only time that really happens is in a cloud. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Kirk they're and, creeping around each other. Yeah. 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 So it becomes almost like, you know, the hunt for red October or something like that. You know, it's a lot of sneaking around the two, the, 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 the two uh, main characters, Kirk and Khan never, ever meet. Okay. So it's, a no, lot they of, don't do they? No, no they, 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 they never share a yeah. scene. So it's just no. talk, 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 a lot of, uh, you know, silent running style, style, you know, stealthy bit. And that's it. Then three mm. comes along. Not only do you have a proper, well, sorry, so, sorry, anyone, but what I consider, a, you know, uh, more my kind of like, you know, action orientated science fiction film where you do genuinely have battles in space, you know. Yeah. And the other thing, I'm sorry about this. <laughs> the other. Right. Here we go. Star Trek, the original series. Right. You had the Enterprise. And every time you ever saw any other ships or crafts, they were a bit different. Right. Star Trek yeah. 2 started the trend of there is a design aesthetic in the Federation that all starships, Federation starships, are a variation on a theme. Okay? It's a big saucer on the top, a little bit on the bottom, and a couple of bits. And two long bits. Size. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, fine, fine, fine. But over the course, and, and I'm looking back now, but over the course of the films, I just found, and the TV, the, the subsequent TV series, I just found it a kind of like a bit boring. Whereas here in Star Trek three, you have the Klingon bird of prey. You have the merchant ship, you know, with there's some variety. There you go. That's the word. There was a bit more. So you've got action. You've got a proper, you know, face off between, you know, the two, the two sides and everything. And to me, that's what I was after. It was like the Star Trek three is almost like the Star Trek version of a Star Wars film. You know, you've got the good guys, you've got the bad guys, you've got battles in space. And that's what I was after yeah. back then, you know? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. No, I think you're right that the the design could be seen as a bit lazy for the Reliant. It does set that trend, doesn't it, mm. of the design. It's basically the same saucer. It's the same nacelles. We'll just stick them underneath instead of on a long rod off the back of it mm. um and yeah it it then does carry through i i think it's not until we get to sort of like deep space nine and voyager really that we start to see something different mm. the defiance is a completely different design um so that there's it sort of becomes a bit static doesn't it and here yeah. you've got you have got the bird of prey it's the first time we've seen this this design it's bright green. Yeah. It's 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 green and red. It sort of stands out a mile, doesn't it? It's yeah. so, so different. Um, great piece of design. And as you say, the merchantman ship or merchant ship, which we see again in various other guises, I think it pops up quite a bit, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Um, yeah. But um, 
yeah, great sort of thing. And I say, I mean, I, Christopher Lloyd just nails it. Yeah. He, he right. sets what we see as Klingons for the rest of Star Trek, really. Okay. All right. Before we get too far into that, let's go yeah. into a clip and then we'll sure. talk proper. Okay. So uh, here we go with a clip. Steady. Steady, boys. Keep scanning. Thought you people were reliable. Where the hell is he? He's been here for some time. Put me on hailing frequency. Commander Krug. This is Valkris. Kavamdech Vijerintach. Chable Fulabech. Well done, Valkris. Well done. What the hell is. Shockwit! It's so hot! Right, so this scene, it starts with a star field and uh, a nice bit of dramatic music as the camera, it kind of like pans down to reveal the merchant ship there. Yeah. Now, first of all, before we even talk about the merchant ship, I, I, I've watched, I haven't got it on Blu-ray. I'm, I'm, I'm sure it would be even more impressive on Blu-ray, but I was watching it today and there's just something about that photography. Um it really does look like it's suspended in space. You almost get a vertigo-inducing moment in that you've got the merchant ship and there's just something about the start. I think it's the way the camera pans down and then looks at the merchant ship. You've really it, got a it feeling pans it, it and is tips, there. doesn't it, at the same time? Yeah. It does. So um, you, you do look like you're, you're, you're looking down into the depths of space and there's a ship suspended in the middle of it, you know? Yeah. It reminds me a little bit of um, what we see later on in things like Battlestar Galactica, mm. the the new series where they, they use it almost like a, a free camera. Hmm. It's not a set shot. The camera is moving and it's got some um, looseness to it. Yeah. And of course, this and, is what they were doing in the Star Wars films, um, you know, yeah. at the same time, you know, with Return of the Jedi, yeah. you know, where the camera mm. would actually move around as if you're in a spaceship you're, moving down yeah. to look at that object, yeah. you know. It, it actually got a little bit of a feel of that sort of, opening scene in star wars hasn't it in new hope yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Of, of the ship appearing and it's the first thing we see mm. uh, as, as the film starts yeah so anyway there, there we have the merchant ship which uh, i've always considered a fantastic design very star warsy we were mentioning star wars and it and it yeah. has the way that it is beat up and grubby looking what, what we were just saying there about you know um you know the uh the 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 what is considered the star trek aesthetic everything in star trek the spaceships and of course they would be they're in space they don't go into the atmosphere so they would be clean and pristine and silver and white but it's very nice to actually see something in star trek that is the opposite of that yeah i mean this presumably this is something that's going to land at a spaceport or something mm. that type he's going to be going in and out the atmosphere it's it's beaten up isn't it it's um yeah, it, it has a similar aesthetic. It almost looks like it's meant to have nacelles. It's got those two, two sort of long... Yeah, trailing off the prong. back. Yeah, off the back. So it's almost... It's kind of echoing that aesthetic of it. Um, and the bridge looks similar-ish. Yes, it it's has like got a, a little, a, like... 
Oh, wrong word, nipple, but it has got a little raised bit on the top, hasn't yeah. it? Yeah, and it's a sort of a dome-shaped round piece at the yeah. front. So it's, it's sort of calling the same aesthetic through, yeah. but clearly a completely different purpose. It's not yeah. it's not a nice, clean spaceship. It's been around. It's seen some, seen some service. I'm glad it's seen some service because if you look, I'll put it up on Facebook. If you actually look at the uh, the actual filming model of it, it it's it's actually like a salmon pink, right? Okay. But they but they've dirted it down. Yeah. Why, it, why a merchantman would have a bright? Uh, I, I'm guessing originally a, a a bright pink spaceship. I don't know, but uh, there you each, go. Each to their own. Yes, there you go. So anyway, we've got some uh, great motion control. Not, not only does the camera, you know, pan down to the ship, it then sort of like comes alongside and it and it finishes. It's sort of like panning and moving alongside the ship, which yeah. is a fantastic uh, movement. Very, very impressive. This is the first time you really properly see a space scene in this film. And, and the camera does that. Yeah, it doesn't let you down. It's um, and the Starfield moves as well in the background. Mm-hmm. It all ties together really nicely. Yeah, yeah. Um, we cut to inside, and <laughs> again, sorry for any Star Trek fans out there. The problem I've got very often in the Star Trek films is the miniatures can look very good, but as soon as you go inside a spaceship, I'm never convinced about that that's a genuine interior to a spaceship. You know? <laughs> um, and this is the case here. Yeah, you know, it's not very believable. It, when you see the crew inside the merchant ship, you know, you've just got bare walls and, and there's a bit, a of, bit netting. of cargo netting. Yeah, there's a bit of netting something. to suggest the cargo. Yeah. All right, it's a cargo ship. Let's have a bit of netting in the background, you know, and it's yeah. like, I'm not believing this. It's like they thought, well, it's a, it's a, like a Hercules transporter or something. And that's what you always see in the back of the So Chuck that in the background. <laughs> and it's, it's really small as well. It's a yeah. tiny little set, isn't it? They've just thrown something together really, haven't they? Well, this is going to come up in behind the scenes about the actual size of the merchant ship. Um, so we'll save that for later on. Okay. okay. Um, the next thing we get is a bit of a continuity error. I, I remember seeing this, you, you know, when the film came out, and it, and it's still there now. We, the first time we get a, clim- uh, a glimpse of Valerius, uh, the Klingon lady, um, you've got a tight shot on the, you, you know, the captain of the merchant ship, and she walks up behind him, and you can see her midriff, and you can see that she's got some sort of, like, silvery material over her chest oh yeah i'm I'm actually just watching it right now actually on a clip on youtube as it happens yeah no there's definitely yes i can see it now i've never spotted it before and it cuts Uh, to a scanner and it cuts back and there she is with without anything yeah (laughs) yeah i'm glad you said that because as you said that it's like how do i describe it right without (laughs) anything there you go um and i have seen um, I, I have to dig them out. They're, they're in a magazine, like a Starlog or something, where you do see a photo of her wearing a mask. She wears a mask which hangs down almost to her navel. So this this first shot of her, she's wearing it, and for the rest of it, yeah. she's not. So there's a continuity there, there is error of, in there. Sort of silver material just by the captain's head. It's mm. almost like she's undone her jacket or something. Yeah, she's um, definitely taken kind something of hard off. to tell. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's definitely a change, isn't there? Yeah. Uh, anyway. <laughs> In no that five deal. seconds, she's she's had a costume change. Yeah. She's very quick, that Valerius. Well, yeah. 
yeah waistcoat on waistcoat off yeah so anyway she's she's talking yeah. to Cruge. we haven't seen Cruge, and um and then um you, you know we get the well done valerius well done and uh that the bird of prey um decloaks yeah which is fabulous i mean this is one of my favorite moments in the whole film that shot where you've got the merchant ship and then suddenly above it the bird of prey uh decloaks great shot great That's... music great sound effects yeah. as it as it decloaks as well yeah it just kind of wiggles and wobbles and suddenly it's there yeah it and it's Terrific. so i'm just I, i've forgotten how green it was mm. it's it's just so yeah so green it, it is fantastic as i say it, it that decloaking it, it, it's one of my favorites really is yeah so uh we, we cut into the cockpit of the uh, bird of prey and that's a much better cockpit i i believe that one far more than the merchant ship yeah you, know, you you haven't just got a bare yep. wall and a bit of net you know <laughs> you've got this fantastic <laughs> cockpit you've got the raised podium and you've got a really smoky atmosphere and it looks klingon even before anybody says or done does anything that looks klingon doesn't it yeah yeah it's it's quite brutal it's very tight so there's i don't know what three or four people sitting around him mm literally almost on top of him um very believable yeah yeah and uh, there, there he is those old christopher lloyd again heresy uh for anyone who you know really rates back to the future this is on par it's my joint favorite of uh, christopher lloyd my, my, my two favorite right. christopher lloyd films is Cruge here and uh his role in buckaroo banzai they're my two favorite christopher lloyd films Ooh. you know one one flew over cuckoo's nest no even better sorry sorry yeah. everyone but okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> these are th th these are my two and he's brilliant a as you said earlier he kind of like sets a template you know for all the others yeah. to follow absolutely brilliant and we're, we're still following that now with you know even new trek mm. um has still got the same concepts of the klingons yeah yeah the makeup of course is 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 quite a bit different from what we saw at the beginning of star trek the motion picture that was a very feral version wasn't it you know uh, Mark yeah. leonard there um but uh i love it i love his wispy eyebrows uh, <laughs> the cornish mm -hmm. pasty on his forehead you know absolutely uh, here i mean later on you know in in the tv shows that it gets watered down and you know time restraints and money and everything um um you know it it, it gets watered down yeah. a bit. but but brilliant. Course, yeah. I, I love him in this film i, I think he's absolutely terrific yeah and is this i, I i'm not entirely sure is this the first time we hear anybody speaking klingon in no Star Trek? Sure. no i think mark leonard is it in the first speak some in, in, in the in first one the movie yeah, I don't think yeah, they actually sure. did. Yeah. yeah, no, I don't think they did. I, I, I'll have to research this, and if I'm wrong, I'll, I'll admit well, to it I'll on Facebook. But um, I, it was just English in the TV series, the original oh, yeah. TV yeah. series, wasn't it? You know. Yeah. So this this may have been the point where they did the Klingon dictionary. Uh, yeah. Dictionary yeah, I think and, it might all stem the language. from here. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's got a dog as well. Well, yeah. Well, he's got a thing. He's got a thing. <laughs> Possibly the worst Muppet we've ever seen, but um... again, we'll come on to that in <laughs> behind the scenes. Anyway, Valeris, she she transmits her data, and she makes. Why does she do that? Why does she say you will find it useful? Just don't say that, and you would have lived. 
just <laughs> just keep your gob shut, love. Yeah, and, keep your gob um, shut. <laughs> dear, oh dear. Um, um, yeah, and she would have got away with that one, I think. But um, well, I suppose she she was honourable to the empire, and yeah. she wants to make sure that he knew that she had done her job well. Yeah, and I like his reaction. You know, you cut back to him, and he does that fluttering of the eyelids thing and says unfortunate mm. you know yeah I, I i guess that's what passes for emotion in a klingon yeah you know? that's that's his way of saying sorry yeah so up he gets and and we get a bit of klingon ease this whole tree da which means apparently thrusters um and uh the bird of prey it pulls up and away and again fantastic music it looks great the music's great yeah um the bird of prey it comes up and it comes around and you know, <laughs> you know what's going to happen. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And she says goodbye and he says uh, that she'll be remembered with honor. And uh, and then somebody asks if they're getting paid. <laughs> if I remember rightly, um, which uh, got to say no. the captain's a bit slow. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. He should have got out of there as soon as that thing appeared, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's it. I mean, the bird of prey, it, it, it opened fires. It blows up um, and it flies away with its fantastic wings coming back down again. And uh, he tells he tells one of the Klingon guys to uh, feed the dog as he yes. <laughs> as he exits the the, the, the bridge. Yeah. And I love that. I love that was totally unnecessary. But you cut back to the poor lackey and he's just giving this he's just looking this, terrified <laughs> this old crap look you know? oh god i'm losing another finger yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so so that's it. it it's a very yeah. short sequence it's but, a very short know. i mean one thing that I, I was just watching it as we were talking i mean when when they fire they show the merchant ship breaking up but then they show an interior shot mm. which seems to be in slightly the wrong sequence i mean the ship has yeah has it's been destroyed been at that. Up. <laughs> it's been blown up. The chances of them running around inside it are probably fairly slim at that point. But um, so maybe the cockpit small... was self-contained, and that was like a little yeah, ball which yeah, floated off, which then blew up, <laughs> which then blew up and floated yeah. off in space. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, that's it. As I say, it, it, it's a very short sequence. But you know, um, mm. you know, I, I I thought I would pick this one for our first look into the into the Star Trek um you know movie the, the movies yeah sequences because as i say I'm, I'm very fond of it and um so why not so absolutely that's it that's the sequence over so uh we'll go into behind the scenes all right sure so of course we've been just talking about how good it looked and everything it's no surprise to hear that uh the the special effects were done again by industrial light and magic yep uh headed up by ken ralston um something i've never been able to find online and i've looked and looked because i like to have a go you know you know that very often in uh film special effects and film model miniature work uh there's quite a uh a hobby of sourcing parts to make your own completely identical oh, authentic re screen recreation authentic yeah. used one yeah yeah using all the parts and and i can attest to that i've I, i've done it and tried it quite a few times it's 
blooming expensive. <laughs> yeah, because most because of these of, kits are from the 70s and they just the went 70s down. 70s and so, 80s and they um, go for big bucks these days. They went down to yeah. BTs and bought them down there and that yep. was, yeah. Yep. Yep. And, and you could just snap them up and, of course, now Absolutely. you can't. No. Um, but apparently, but I haven't seen it anywhere. I would, again, if anybody on Facebook knows, I, I, I would like pointers to it. I've never been able to see online uh, documentation of, you know, just how this was built because mm. apparently it was a total kit bash. The merchant ship was a total kit bash. Yeah. Um, I mean, it has some, if you look at just behind, there's the sort of the baffles bit mm. where the wings go up just behind that. There's some parts which really, really look like they're from something. Yeah. Um, that really stands out. And the sort of the top of that engine sort of section looks like it should be from, uh, I know, like a car kit or something. You know, it it it's a shape. It's yeah. very distinct, and it looks like something's been panelled over the top of it. Um, yeah, it, it it would be nice because, as I say, you know, it, it it was all kits, and and the the theory on it was because it's only on screen for a you know a couple relatively of short time, isn't up. it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was decided not to spend too much time and effort on it. Yeah, you know, um, it would be nice. Um, as I say, if anybody could tell us, mm. you know, what How we could it do. Was, Cause yeah. As I say, I, I, I like the design. Did you ever have the, um, the sorry, AMT? No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. The merchant ship, not the, Oh, the uh, merchant ship. Yeah. No, no. no Cit I... Citadel mini miniatures before they became games workshop. They had a, a, a Star Trek, uh, spaceship combat game and they had a whole lot of, white metal miniatures and i've oh, still got right, it right. yeah it's only about two three inches long and um it's a lovely lovely design and um but i'd like a bigger one you know yeah mm. well it'd be nice yeah if because presumably that was a another kit bash as well yeah yeah, yeah, it must yeah. Have been, but um be nice to see some of those designs how they put them together yeah now right sticking with the merchant ship right um there was a scale ship, uh, sorry, a scale sheet which was drawn up by uh, Nilo Rhodes, mm -hmm. and it showed the merchantman uh, ship at sixty-seven meters long. Right. Okay? But in that shot, when it decloaks, right? Again, we're coming up to this in a minute, but this is the first time we've got a problem with scale because yep. if the merchantman ship was sixty-seven meters long, okay. It's too small when that bird of prey materializes. Apparently, it's only going to be about 20 meters long in comparison to the bird to of prey. what the length of the bird of prey is meant to be, yeah. That's right, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's the start of, of quite a bit of uh, speculation about what's going on. We're going to come to that in a minute, okay? Okay. Um, anyway, the, going on to the bird of prey... That was uh, Nilo Rodis and a guy called Dave Carson. They designed the Bird of Prey. And the guy who built it was a, uh, a gentleman by the name of Bill George. Okay. Name which sounds familiar, but I don't know why. Yeah, no, no, no. He is a, um, you know, a model maker in, in film yeah. filmmaking. I'll, I'll put his bio up on, on, on Facebook. Now, right. If you look at behind the scenes on the Klingon Bird of Prey or on the documentaries that come with the uh, DVD for the film. 
Everything says that Leonard Nimoy, okay, he wanted the ship to be reminiscent of an attacking bird. So it would have two wings, okay, yeah, with movable wings that changed depending on whether the ship was in a cruising or an attack mode, okay? Yep. And it also says that design cues were taken from sketches of bodybuilders and football players about how, you know, when they drop their arms down and, you know, the massive shoulders, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, et cetera. I see. What, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was wondering where you were going with that, but yeah, okay, I'll follow you now. <laughs> right, okay. And also, they also say on one of the uh, behind-the-scenes features on the DVD about, you know, the long neck coming out and the head and that red rail that goes around the cockpit area on the bird of prey is meant to suggest a chin guard on an American football helmet. Okay, yeah, yeah, I would, yeah, I can see where they're coming from, yeah. Right, I can see where they're coming from, but this is a Klingon bird of prey, right? Yeah. At, at least as as it appears in the film. But if you think back to the original TV series and Star Trek, the motion picture, the the Klingon cruisers that you see in those have a very similar design. You've got a, a, a body, a with long these neck drop, with a, a long neck with a wings, cockpit yeah. and drop down wings. Mm. You know, so to me, that's more reminiscent of what's already gone on before twenty years before, rather than a bodybuilder and a American football helmet. Yeah, you know? I mean, I hadn't heard that that particular bit before, and I'd be honest, I assumed that this was a smaller version a scout version of those big warships yeah it's, it's like a similar... an extrapolation isn't yeah. it yeah it's something a little bit more military looking perhaps well maybe not but uh, you know i can see the bird elements in it but then they had bird wings underneath the um the original d7 cruisers well, I remember right. I oh, know the that, Romulans did, didn't they? Well, Sorry, that's, take that, back. that was yeah. going to be my next my next paragraph in my notes here. It says that uh, and originally in the script, it's actually a stolen Romulan ship. Yeah, it, it's not a Klingon bird of prey. It's a Romulan bird of prey. And that's why you've got why the, it's got a cloaking the, the, device. Yeah, and well. also you've yeah. got the bird feather design on the wings. Yeah. You see, yeah. um, apparently uh, Kruge was meant to have stolen that. Okay. Right. You would have seen a scene where he actually stole that from the Romulans before then going off to rendezvous with the merchant. Ah, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure they had. Did did they in the original series? Didn't the Romulans have the same ships as the Klingons at that point? They did. Yeah, but but I think I think that was all just a case of they're all retrofitting it to try and explain everything, and then the Klingons and Romulans came much closer together and everything didn't they they were working together or shared technology or some such backstory yeah 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 yeah. anyway okay well well, let's just stick with what we see on the film and uh in the film we've got kruge's dog okay let's talk about kruge's dog slobber chops slobber chops that's him um is that a klingon word slobber chops yeah if you slobber chop there you go. Thank you. There we go. Thank you, Alan. <laughs> You've got to wipe your mic down now. Yeah, or no, something. It's a, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Spray that again. Um, so, yeah, he was the idea of Ken Ralston. Again, Ken Ralston. He, he, he thought that giving the, the, the Klingon captain a pet would add atmosphere. And he's the one who actually sculpted it. Okay. Right. So he sculpted the original. The animal's hair was made from um, cheap wigs. 
they just cut hair off of cheap wigs, just glued him on. Yeah, yeah, and they, 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 they just sprayed it with glue and uh, laid down clumps of it <laughs> <laughs> onto the painted puppet body. Yeah, to make him look beat up and moth eaten. Apparently, he's he's pretty ranky looking, actually. You know, he's, yeah, apparently so he's... that's that's also due to um, that, that they they would sprinkle him with water between takes to just yeah. make him look. Uh, more unpleasant you know lovely lovely yeah and he was a hand puppet uh no surprise there no no not at all yeah yeah and, and ken ralston himself he was operating it he operated the head and body uh by placing his arm into an opening on the creature's side while hidden inside it Kruge's, uh command chair right okay yeah yeah and then he had three others who uh operated cables that opened the animal's eyes and made it snarl okay yeah yeah, and, he's, and apparently, yeah, he's he's a nice little character. Yeah, he's a nice little character, but he he was meant to um, actually do more. He was meant to move around more, but uh, they cut it all out because, like, it, moving his ears and everything, they thought it made him look too cute. <laughs> I can't see it, but um, yeah, okay, because he's just yeah horrible looking. Th- I mean, it's, if you had a dog looking like that, you'd do something about it. I mean, he's. This sort of long-legged, skinny-bodied thing with teeth. Yeah, yeah. and uh, another thing, I, I I only watched this sequence for you, you know the show. Mm. I can't remember later on in the film where did the dog go? Because if I remember rightly, when Kirk attacks, the dog gets killed. Oh, it does. Yeah, there's, yeah, yeah. There's a it? very unconvincing falling over and shuddering a bit, doesn't? Yeah. It? Oh, yeah. okay. All right. Okay. You're right. And Thanks then, for that, then he gets cross because his dog's died. That's um, right. And and everything happens after that is because yeah. his dog died. Because his bit, dog died. Yeah. Yeah. A bit like Mad Max in the Road Warrior. <laughs> <laughs> He's all right until his dog dies. <laughs> right. Okay. Um. What's next? Oh, yeah. The the, the Klingon bird of prey's cloaking device was never meant to look like that. Okay. Originally, um, the idea was that layers of the ship would start forming from the inside out. So the very center of the ship would appear, then a layer on top, then a layer on top, then a layer on top, and it would build up until you had the final exterior of the ship. Right. Okay. okay. But yeah. Industrial Light and Magic, they decided that it, it looked too animated looking, apparently, and defied common sense because if there was, if it was telegraphed that they were decloaking, Everyone mm. know, would know that they were coming and, um, you know, and, you, you know, all the people, you know, on the Enterprise or whatever, if this slowly built up, you'd shoot it <laughs> you know, before, yeah. before it finished. Uh, uh, it sounds like a very strange effect. I don't know how that would have worked at all. No, well, it would have taken a while as well, wouldn't it? Yeah. And I don't know. OK, I mean, we're talking about cloaking devices, so I suppose it's not, you know, how it works or anything, but they they use a field to disguise it yeah. why would it then appear like, from the inside out yeah 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 yeah, um, yeah. No, i think they made the right seem, decision yeah. yeah yeah no that and, definitely uh, wouldn't have worked yeah i no, can't see that no, no. The, the, the the actual uh effect was caused by um uh, created by uh they just uh, put together multiple color separations which were slightly out of sync with each other to right. create the uh, blurry ripple effect, the 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 wobble, the wobble. There you yeah. go. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's nearly it. I mean, the the, the last thing is uh, the 
effects such as the destruction of the merchant ship. Of course, the merchant ship wasn't blown up for real. That was just a, a, a composited explosion over the top. Right. So presumably somewhere uh, the merchant ship still, are, still uh, exists. Still you exists. know what? I, I have, I'll have to go back and see if I can find it. But there was a, an exhibition oh, 20 years ago in London where they had some props from Star Trek. Mm. And I think it might have been at the Science Museum. If anybody remembers going to this, maybe they can um, confirm whether it – and I think it was there. All right. I think it was in that exhibition. I'll have to try and drag out and see if I can find any old photos, but they'll be on, you know, 35 mil film rather than uh, digital. So Did I'll, you I'll, go to it then? I did go to it. I actually went to it twice because um, I went with – some friends and then then went again myself just to have a have another right. look around and i think it was at the science museum um okay yeah if you can find them that'd I'll, be cool i'll have a look and i have a vague vaguest recollection that it was there and okay. if it was the one i'm thinking of it was quite a big model right um but i will have a look for you and see if i can find anything all right cool i'll all drag right. through the archives excellent thank <laughs> you thank you alan all right okay right that's the end of behind the scenes so we now go into our rating i like this film uh, and i like the shot um the sequence it sets a tone for the entire film um it introduces one of the the best and most enduring ships i think because we're still seeing this well we, we saw it all the way through to um the next generation films and the next generation series, we were still seeing and deep space nine. We were still seeing these. Um, it's, it's a lovely model. Um, I'm inspired. I'll dig out one of my old AMT kits, which I know I've got upstairs in the loft and maybe have another bash at building this. Cause I don't actually even have one anymore. I, I sold one. I, the one I built a long time ago, but, um, I really like this, this scene. Um, and Christopher Lloyd just nails it for me. I just, love love him in this um, particular scene i just want him to say we've got to get up to 80 warp 88 <laughs> you know um and you're gonna see some some stuff fly or i completely misquoted back to the future there but um i i, I would go for I'm, I'm happy at an eight and a half possibly even a nine oh, i've got to nail you nail you down let's go let's go eight and a half because it gives me some flexibility either side all right Okay, I'm slightly below you. Okay. Yep. Um, I agree with what you say there. It's a great design. Uh, Christopher Lloyd, fantastic. You've got great music, great photography, but I'm only going to give it an eight. Okay. Oh, well, that's hardly, hardly much different. I know. So that gives us an average of 8.25. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Yep. So, yeah, yeah I think old Cruge would be happy with that. If he, ever, he uh, ever is happy, that is, you know. I doubt he's ever in a good mood, you know, <laughs> not until he gets a new dog. <laughs> okay. All right. And on that lovely uh, mental picture of him off at the kennels looking off for a replacement. Off looking for a replacement. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll call that a day. Okay. Well, thank, th thanks for your time today, Alan. Thanks for inviting me. No problem. And uh, I'll speak to you soon. Take care. Yeah. Bye -bye. Cheers, everyone. Cheers, everyone. And uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be speaking to you soon. Thanks then. Bye bye.